0: listening to the Australian Army Training and Doctrine podcast.
1: How are you? Good, how are you this afternoon? Not eh? too bad. Uh, Where are you off to? Keep following the
0: U. This is Exercise Hamill 2016. I'm Captain Sharon Ascaldere and I've come to the traffic control point into Camp Baxter to talk to two members of the military police here. So first of all, would you like to introduce yourselves?
2: Hi, I'm Lieutenant Megan Pate. I'm currently posted with Charlie Company 1MP Battalion. Hi, I'm uh, Cassie Rudans and I'm currently
1: posted to the Military Police Dog Element located in Oakey, Queensland.
0: So first of all, Megan, tell us about your role here on the exercise.
2: Uh, So I'm actually an Army Reservist and I'm here at the moment uh, working with BCC. So um, our role is in a White Force role and we sort of... Look at the traffic moving around on the civilian roads uh, external to the training area just to make sure that the traffic flow is going well and it's also a, a safety mechanism there if we do have a pause x, so that we know that everyone is in or out of the training area so that we can keep an eye out on the safety and security for everyone.
0: And what kind of training have you received in order to perform that role?
2: Uh, so initially as a general service officer we go through uh, five stages of training which is uh, residential blocks and that includes Kapooka, three residential blocks and then a final culminating one in RMC Duntroon for a month. And from there I was posted to military police and I did the service police officer basic course and that was four months up at Holsworthy with the school of policing. Gives you an understanding of all the capabilities and roles that we do as military police.
0: You mentioned you're an Army reservist, so what do you do in your civilian life?
2: I'm actually a forensic scientist, so at the moment I'm doing some work with the Victorian Institute of Forensic Medicine and that's in an anthropology role, uh, just setting up their uh, skeletal remains collection and so that sort of ties in with my studies to the military policing role obviously with the, the forensic element of the investigations.
0: How does that then cross over? You mentioned there's a bit of similarity there, how does that work?
2: So within military police one of the roles that we have is divisions of ADFES and they do the more complex and serious investigations and so they actually have some forensic training in that if there is any event that uh, requires investigation that's complex within Australia or anything that does happen overseas in a deployed environment they're sent along to investigate and they can cordon off the crime scene and have a look at collecting the evidence basically and that ties in obviously with the forensics that I do. So that's just one element of what we do as military police.
0: Do you find then that you're frequently using your training from your civilian work in forensic science in your work in the military police in the Australian Army?
2: Yeah, so particularly in the investigation role, did a bit of training with the ADVIS course and that was again another two months at the School of Policing and so that crossed over quite a bit with the crime scene uh, and understanding how that evidence chain is linked and also how they process the evidence down the stream of the investigation.
0: For your personal and professional development then, what do you expect to get out of an exercise such as Exercise Hamel?
2: In this role, we're doing a White Force role, so it's really good just to get the perspective. It's actually the first Hamel that I've been involved with, so it's been a really good opportunity to understand how it all links together. So I see how that links in with both the Blue Force and also the Opposition Forces and just understanding how it all works together, really. And so I've been quite lucky being in XCON to see how that sort of works uh, at the top level. So it's good to see we have the commander's update briefs each morning. So being able to be there and listen to how all the different elements, how all the different units, culminating in an exercise that everyone's involved with uh, defence wide.
0: You talk about the fact you're involved in a white force role in your current position here at Exercise Hamel. But how do the military police as a whole fit into the exercise?
2: So we have two dual roles here as military police. So in the white force role, we're doing that security and also the traffic management of the area. Uh, we also have policing roles in the DPU, which is a Domestic Policing Unit, so that's another group within our core, and they're doing a lot of just security, so if there's any minor crimes or anything like that that goes on, um, just your general duties policing kind of role. We also have teams that are in the box, so to speak, and they're part of Blue Force, which Cassie's been part of uh, earlier in the week, and they're actually part of the exercise in the training scenarios and doing what they would do out in the field.
0: Cassie Raduns, what kind of role have you been performing then here at Hamel?
1: So currently I'm uh, here as the military police dog element section commander so I provide that overall command element to my team of uh, six MPDs that I currently have in play within Exercise Hamel.
0: And how many dogs are you working with?
1: Uh, I have six total MPDs uh, located here in Exercise Hamel, uh, providing uh, one brigade, uh, that external asset. And what do the dogs do? Uh, The uh, military police dogs are currently trained in helping provide a search and apprehension role of humans. So being able to provide that tracking capability and off-lead search capability with the intent that they also aid in the apprehension of a non-lethal perpetrator.
0: I'm assuming you must be a dog person then. You must like working with dogs to do the job you're doing here.
1: Uh, definitely, they're much easier to work with than uh, humans. They love you better. They don't answer back, and uh, they seem to do as they're told on 90% of the occasions.
0: How important is it then for military police to have that dog capability as as part of what you do?
1: I think it's uh, very important uh, for us to hold that capability because that capability provides us the opportunity to have the non-lethal uh, use of force there to utilise the dogs to apprehend someone instead of resorting to those high-end lethal force options when not necessarily needed.
0: And what kind of training have you received in order to work with dogs in the military police?
1: Yeah, so uh, handlers go through a three-month basic or military working dog basic course that's located in Ambley under the RAF overarching stream. Once they've completed that course, they come back to the military police dog element located in Oakey where we conduct about a two week in-field phase just to consolidate their skills and then from there they work closely with their section commander and platoon sergeant in order to uh, continue that training and certify their dogs within the 12 month period.
0: And give us some examples of the kinds of things specifically you've been doing on Exercise Hamel that's involved your dog handling skills.
1: Uh, yeah, so... The handlers have been specifically involved in a lot of the NEO operations located down in Wayala, and also providing the brigade commander, one brigade commander, TAC party. We provide a capability to him in order to provide that extra security and early warning, especially if at night time, we can uh, stake them out within the position so that we can get any early warning if uh, enemy are trying to infiltrate the area. And also, especially with uh, POM, so public order management, controlling those... uh, rowdy crowds and potentially even just de-escalate a situation before it gets out of control.
0: And what have you found has been the advantage of being part of an exercise like this in in terms of your own personal and professional development in your job?
1: I think for myself it's, it's getting an understanding of how a bigger picture works getting exposure to all the different assets as well as for the dogs we bring them down here so that they also get exposed to all the different assets that the wider army and also uh, foreign forces bring to the plate so the dogs become well-rounded we get to test their training and their aspects as well and also for my handlers it's good experience for them to get out here and almost consolidate their skills that I've been uh, working with them quite closely training up throughout the year gives them an opportunity to test those skills and just to hone in those fine art skills and and, uh, brief their commanders on an end result.
0: As somebody in the military police, have you had much to do with the other nationalities who are part of the exercise? We've got US forces here, British, New Zealanders...
1: Personally, myself, no, but I have managed to detach two dogs to battle group Chromite throughout the exercise. Uh, So that's been a really interesting experience for my handlers given that they do currently wear a different uniform to us within Australia. The military police dogs are trained in order to detect the differences between our uniform and potentially a threat wearing different uniforms. So working closely with with another foreign force that does wear different uniforms to us does provide... A little bit of friction and also being able to adapt to that notating that the dog may not always see that person as a friendly co-partner I guess working alongside with you.
0: And what about the dogs themselves? How do they get trained?
1: Uh, The dogs themselves, so how we train them is usually for us, it just depends. Occasionally we get them from the RAF Amberley breeding cell located there. Uh, They train the dogs up to, depending, 18 months of age, just depending on how they go before they come across to us. Or we also purchase from local breeders uh, within Australia, and they are normally given up to 18 months' worth of training through that breeder. And then upon coming to us, we just assess those skills and build from there, teaching them... Uh, Their basic commands in obedience, but also putting that tactical picture and mindset within the dogs.
0: How do you turn an ordinary dog, though, into a military police dog?
1: You can't really train an ordinary dog to be a military police dog. However, the military police dogs do come from a genetic line that is designed for for working dogs, i.e. German Shepherds and Belgian Shepherds. So realistically the dog does have to have those genetic lines in place in order to become a military police dog but it all comes down to those fundamentals in there so that as they grow older they develop into a military police dog. And from what you're seeing on Exercise Hamill, what do you think the dogs get out of it? Uh, the military police dogs themselves, well they get to experience a different environment which is very, very different to Oki. Also they get to experience being around a numerous amount of different people wearing different equipment, different sounds, smells providing them that opportunity to get used to a different environment get used to working with and around such a large quantity of people aids in their training so that they feel more confident and uh, can perform their job no matter what their surroundings are and no matter who is around they understand what their job is and what they need to do.
0: And final question has to be Do you have a dog?
1: Uh, Yes, I do. I'm currently looking after MPD Jax as he's just had some minor surgery. So uh, i look after him until he's uh, fit to go back into the field environment. And outside of Army, do you have a dog? Uh, Yes, I have my old working dog. Uh, She was retired to me at the end of last year due to medical reasons. So I've kindly taken her under my wing and she resides with me in my home.
0: Corporal Cassie Raduns and Lieutenant Megan Pate. Thank you very much. This is Captain Sharon maskell reporting from Exercise Hamill 2016. This podcast is produced by the Australian Army and is copyright the Commonwealth of Australia.